Hey, hey, you crazy bastards. Welcome to this week's episode of E-Crime Bites. This is where I research the court paperwork and roast the criminals so you don't have to. This week, I'm bringing you season two, episode 22. This is child porn and hacking NFL scoreboards with Samuel Thompson. And I know a few episodes ago, I said something along the lines of I don't pick too many child porn cases. This is one of those cases where I couldn't unwind the child porn from the hack. So you're going to hear about both of them. This is probably going to be one of our more sensitive cases. So I understand if the subject material isn't for you, I have a bunch of episodes without child porn in it. Um, if you want to skip around to another one, I totally understand if you're going to stick with me. I appreciate it. We're going to get through this together because I'm not a fan of this subject material either. So, so let's just let's just get through it and do it. All right. So the criminal in this case, his name is Samuel Thompson, and he did several things. One is he caused damage to a protected computer, and that's kind of a legal way of saying a computer in the United States on the Internet. There's some gunplay involved, and you know gunplay. I mean, that's we had a whole episode on that a few episodes ago, and child porn. So he's going to be receiving child porn, but also producing child porn. It's pretty horrible. Okay. The victims in this case, it's going to be several children, including children in Samuel Thompson's care. And then on the other side of this, the hack part, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, an NFL team. So if you're from the outside U.S. and you don't understand American football, just know it's a professional sports team and they have a big scoreboard. And on this or this scoreboard is something that Samuel Thompson has control of through his job normally. The other technologies we're going to talk about other than the scoreboard is remote access software. So we'll be talking about TeamViewer. It's an application to do this. And we're going to talk about cell phones, iPads, just your standard devices that everybody pretty much has nowadays. And why did I pick this case? Well, I was fascinated by the scoreboard hack. I hadn't heard of anything like this before, so I thought it might be an interesting thing to make into an episode. I don't see what he stood to gain from this. So when I'm telling you about this crime, try to think about that because I still can't put my finger on what it was he gained other than maybe, you know, he just did out of spite. Um, but there is a whole bunch of child porn stuff that gets wrapped up into this whole investigation that we're going to talk about too. So do know we're going to have a couple different subject areas we're going to be talking about in this episode. So you are watching act number one of this episode. This is called the Jumbotron Whisperer. And that's Samuel Thompson because, well, before I get into this whole Jumbotron thing, let me back up for a second because I have to give you a little bit of background before we even talk about Jumbotrons. So if we back up to 1998, okay, so long time ago, right? Over 20 years ago. Samuel Thompson was convicted on March 22nd of 1998, sexual abuse in the second degree and sodomy in the second degree in Mobile, Alabama of a 14 year old child. Because of this, he's permanently registered as a sex offender. So the rest of his life, he should be on the sex offender list. Just have that in your mind at this point, because this is important to the digital case later on. There's not much other information about this case at all that I could find. 
other than this, that he was convicted and involved a child. It didn't say if it was a child in his care or what it is. We're going to get some information later on based upon a letter that pops up that might explain a little bit of this. But I don't know that the letter is totally true either. So I'm telling you this because some employers, when you apply for a job and or get accepted for a job, sometimes you agree to some conditions. You know, some of the conditions might be things like drug testing. Well, some employers will require you to report this type of information. A, that you might be a convict and B, um, this type of convict with the sex crimes. Okay. So I'm going to put a picture on your screen right now. This is Samuel Thompson. And I use this picture in our thumbnail because, well, I'm not a fan of using grainy pictures, but for this fucker I did because he does some pretty heinous stuff throughout this whole case. And I was like, this guy's picture needs to be on the thumbnail so people can see who he is. This is his sexual offender profile in Florida. You can go to it as public and it just, you know, it shows his picture and where he is. And, um, you know, he's, it says he's five, five and 180 pounds. So kind of short and stocky. All right. So jumbotrons, that's the story here. We're talking about on the digital side. Well, half of the digital side. So as a job for his livelihood, Samuel Thompson was a television director and video engineer for over 30 years. So it's not just something he just got into. He's been doing this his whole life. And from 2014 through 2018, Thompson was engaged by the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is that football team that I told you about earlier. So he is working for them as a video production and engineering consultant. His primary responsibility is to take care or design, install, operate, take care of that big thing you see in the end zone called the Jumbotron, okay? That's the thing that he takes care of on a daily basis for his job. Now, in 2013, he was hired, okay? He was hired to operate this Jumbotron, and he does it on game days, and he'd been working there for a while, so at least five years. So if he was just hired there in 2013 and now we're in 2018, five years later, he has a contract, right? That has to be renewed to continue working there. Well, in 2018, the Jaguars said, nope, we're not going to renew this anymore. Um, we found out that you are a convicted registered sex offender and didn't tell us about it. And I wondered how they found out about that because I was thinking he's been working. He's probably been working there for a while. They probably should have done the investigation. They must've missed it if it was important. Right? So at this point it became important and they didn't renew his contract. Come to find out, they found out not because of their investigation. It sounds like somebody was pissed off at Samuel Thompson and sent this anonymous letter to the management talking all about what Samuel Thompson did. And I have the letter. I'm going to pop it up on the screen for you, for the people watching the video. It's pretty long. I'm going to try to read through this and I apologize if I stumble because it's just, it's hard to read these things. So here we go. It says enough is enough. It is time for him to go. Samuel Thompson, AKA Sam Adams is a vile human being and needs to be fired immediately. One would think that 
with his reputation and record that he would have worked all these years to become a better person. Clearly, he has not, and we are sick and tired of his behavior. Let's put Sam's personality and character into prospective if you haven't already been made aware. In 1998, back in his beloved home state of Alabama, Sam sodomized a 15-year-old boy while attending church youth camp. I'm going to pause there. That's the most information that I got about that whole conviction was this letter. That's what I was referring to earlier. So it sounds like at a church youth camp, he did something he shouldn't have done according to this anonymous letter, which could or could not be true. Who knows? All right, I'm going to continue now. Sam is a convicted sexual predator. Why and how long ago did Sam decide to move to Jacksonville, which is a different Florida or I'm sorry, it's a different state, which is Florida for those of you outside the United States. To learn more simply, go to the um, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office website and look him up on the register. That was the picture that I just showed you of his sex offender profile. We sure it would send chills up any parent's spine to know this animal was calling the shots of their kids up on the Jumbotron. Ask privately any employee who works with or has ever worked with Sam and they really what they really think of him. Ask them how he has treated them, how he has always talked down to everyone. Ask about how it's never Sam's fault when something is wrong. Ask about the inappropriate language he uses on a daily basis. Ask the truth about what happened to camera seven. Ask about everything with Sam is my, me, and mine. The way he talks, you think he'd own the team. Sam is not a team player and his past shows he has never been a team player. Sam is not even a director. Look closer and you'll see he does a horrible job at it and imagine the possibilities if we had a real director instead of just a loudmouth. Apart from his short-lived NASA gig, what are Sam's directing credentials? Maybe even look a little closer into how Sam snaked his way into that NASA gig and you might find even more evidence of Sam Shady. I had to stop there. I had to underline that. Sam Shady? What the fuck was that? All right. Oh, you quoted Eminem, man. That's awesome. All right. So then it continues. It says, It's a total and complete travesty that a group of so many had have had to remain silent out of fear of losing one's job if they spoke up against this menace. Is there a hidden reason Sam got to where he is? The co corporation would allow this to happen. You and upper management have already given us doubts as to whether our individual voices would be respectfully heard. So now we're being forced to take greater measures if this letter isn't taken seriously. Even a rookie investigative reporter wouldn't find it difficult to discover the dirty dealings of this little man. It is a shame that more time was spent keeping this letter anonymous than was spent composing it. We do not need proper grammar to show you what's right in your faces. We tried being nice about it and Sam barely received the equivalent of a slap on the wrist. In this day and age, with so many people coming out and saying, me too, do we really want Sam to tarnish what the team has accomplished? We do not. We only want a real director that is, is as good as our team aspires to be and as good as our fans and city deserves. We want someone who inspires us to do the best we can, not a sexual predator who is constantly who constantly berates us and makes us feel uncomfortable to be around. We need a leader who understands what it is to be a team member and who is not only in it for the, himself. Our team deserves it. This is truly a good versus evil moment in our history. How will you handle this? 
It's now up to you to do the right thing. I read that and I was like, wow, someone really had an ax to grind against Samuel Thompson. And if you read that and you don't know that much about Samuel Thompson, you probably go, I wonder if he deserves that. Well, I'm going to answer that question for you if you hang on to the end of this episode. So you can imagine Jaguars get this letter and it sounds like from this letter, this is probably not the first time the Jaguars have been contacted about Sam. If I read between the lines here. So it sounds like this is a letter, not the first letter that the J Jacksonville Jaguars have gotten about Sam. So now they really know that he's a sexual offender. And at this point, they decide not to renew his contract. I imagine it's probably just less drama to not deal with him at this point and not renew his contract, even if you don't want to deal with the sexual offender part of it. So before his contract officially expired, it ended in March of 2018, Thompson installed a remote access software on a spare server in the Jaguars server room. So the application that the court paperwork said he installed was called team viewer. Also it specified that he had a lot, he had it installed. So logging was turned off. Okay. So usually that's somebody who doesn't want to get caught. Now I thought this was kind of interesting. His username to log in. It wasn't something like, you know, Bigfoot or, you know, coming to get you or something that doesn't identify a person. It's actually, Sam and the number seven. You know, if he's going to use this thing for bad purposes, I don't know why he would use his name, but he did. So at the point where he's not contracted anymore, he gets back in using this connection and he remotely accessed the computers that controlled the Jumbotrons during three 2018 NFL games. And it caused these boards to repeatedly malfunction. And when I read this initially, I was like, oh, my God, they must have freaked out. It must have, you know, messed all this up. They didn't have scoreboards for the whole game. Well, no, I actually have pictures and I actually know a little bit about this because they put it in the court paperwork. So the dates that this happened, if you're curious, is September 16th, November 18th and December 2nd of 2018. And if you add up all three of those events, the Jumbotron events, and you add that time together, the total duration was less than 25 seconds. So it sounded like it kind of looked like a glitch. And there are some pictures here in the court paperwork that I'm going to show our video viewers. Here's the first one. Um, it just, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's got on the bottom half of the screen, the ref in the middle, and then kind of like scoreboards on the right and left side of him. And then on the upper half, it kind of looks like, glitchy garbled stuff and maybe um, a time like the, you know, it says 14 colon 38 colon 39. It says Jack's probably meaning Jacksonville. And then it's got this like graph that sort of looks like a system graph on the left-hand side. Really hard to tell what this thing is. The other one that I have for you is this image. And this is split sort of like the other one in the middle of the scoreboard. You got the same stuff across the top that sort of looks like system graph stuff. And then, you know, under it's the glitchy stuff. And then it looks like segmented pictures that you'd expect on a Jumbotron on the bottom. 
It's definitely not a coherent picture. It's not something you would look at and go, hey, that Jumbotron is working. You'd look at it and go, somebody messed up in the control booth. And this is the third picture, probably a little worse than the other two. The top is a little better in here. You can actually see a couple players, but you still see that system graph of some sort. And then the bottom is really glitchy. I mean, it's just green and it's got lines. You can't tell what the hell it's supposed to be. So I can imagine anybody at the NFL level and the money they spend, they probably flipped the fuck out and was like, what the hell happened? At least we want some kind of explanation, even if it's just a malfunction. Well, what they did is they started looking at these servers because that's what controls them. And then they said, hey, there's something shady going on here. And they said, let's do an investigation. And they performed this thing that they called a sting. And they basically, they took this server that controls the Jumbotron that I was telling you about earlier. And on December 16th, 2018, they put it on its own network and removed access from everywhere else except Team Viewer. And then they went into the game. So during the next NFL game, guess what happens? That spare server gets access through Team Viewer. I imagine with the Sam 7 account, so he's not really hiding himself. And then it sends commands to the Jumbotron to make it look like that ugly set of pictures that I just showed you. So that happened again. And this time they caught him because it was the only access that could come in across Team Viewer. So they got the IP address that came across. And when the FBI traced the IP address, it went to Thompson's residence. So now they know who it is. Okay, so kind of a separate event, but very important to the story still. July 6th to the 14th of 2019. So several months after these hacks, the next year in 2019, Thompson traveled to the Bahamas on a work trip Okay, during that time. And when he did, he came back and on the next day in the US registered as a sex offender, but he failed to report the trip he just took, like literally just took and arrived back in the US on. He didn't report it when he registered as a sex offender. That is bad. He's supposed to do that according to the rules of what I read. So that was an offense right there. So right there, that's a restable offense. That same day, later on when they did the investigation, they found that that same day, Thompson also received CSAM, which is child sexual abuse material via the dark web. Remember earlier when I was talking about that letter and I was like, I don't know if Thompson deserved it when I originally read it. This is where we're going to start learning about the other stuff he did. And then by the end, I'm kind of like, yeah, I can kind of see why someone would be upset working with this guy. I left you with him committing another crime of not registering or, that he just went to the Bahamas when he came back and registered as a sex offender. And now he has child sex abuse material again. And I have to pause here because we're done with act one and we're ready for act two, which will come tomorrow. So if there's anything you liked in this act, please like subscribe, thumbs up, follow, whatever it is that the positive affirmation thing is on the platform that you're ingesting me on. And with that, I hope you do come back tomorrow because we're going to talk about a bunch more stuff. We talk, we're, we're going to talk about the investigation and the Jumbotron hack, but we're going to also talk about the fact that Samuel Thompson has guns, which is against that sexual abuse conviction we talked about in 1998. 
And then we're going to talk about some more child abuse material that is found on him in addition to the hack that he did. So this whole next act, we're going to be outlining what it is he did and how he was caught and how he's going to be punished. So hope you come back tomorrow and catch me then. Thanks. Thanks.